Information is the most powerful thing you will ever get. Uh, I, I think that we all have greatness in us. And I think that most people don't know how to be an advocate for their life. You're listening to the Almond Gunner Experience Podcast, powered by Astoria. Now here's your host, Greg Dorsey. Metal can that they've repackaged. It uh-huh. says ever and ever and ever and ever. And it's supposed to be like the, the forever can. That right. It, it will always be with us. And yeah. It'll turn out into all these different things. It's no different than... The beer can, the Coke no, can. I mean, it's yeah. It's all about packaging. Well, it, it is. It's right, right. It's it's all in how you make it look, baby. Yeah, it's just you know, it's like Steve Jobs. The computer's the computer. The phone was the phone. It's all in how he packaged it, made it look, and the packaging and how it looks and how it makes you feel. So it doesn't really matter what's on the inside. It's, no. It's all about what's on the outside. Yeah, how it looks, how it makes you feel. Doesn't matter whether it can work or not. Think about it. People stand in line, wait hours to get the iPhone just because of how it looks and how it feels and all that. And then you get it and you have all these bugs in the phone. And they're like, that's okay. They just don't, <laughs> they'll add patches. We're good. So it's not even about the quality of the inside. It's about how beautiful it looks on the outside. How, mu- how much time is lost? How much energy is put into external things, superficial things that well, that don't actually help us progress as a people? Well, but I think most of the things are. I mean, I think that's 99% of the problem is that people would prefer fluff over actual substance. And again, it goes back to their emotions. If it makes them feel good and it looks good, then... It's okay. doesn't matter if it doesn't actually do what you say it'll do. It's like an infomercial, right? You watch the infomercial, and you see this thing. It looks really good. Oh, yeah. But then you get it, and it don't do any of that stuff. And then you're too lazy to send it back. So even if they say 30-day money-back guarantee, the chances of somebody really packaging that all the way up and shipping it back, I mean, think about it. The percentage isn't that high. Now, you somebody like me, you package it up, send it back because you want your money. But you think about it. It's like a gym membership. Most gyms know that if they say $10 a month and you sign up for it, they already know 80% of the people after a few months are not going to come. And it's automatic renewal. It's, It's $10 a month. Most people won't come to the gym for a year, but they'll let it renew. They'll let it renew, and and think about it. Gyms know that. They know that. They know probably 60% of the people that have an automatic gym membership probably don't even use the gym that much, but they're going to keep, you know, because they'll keep saying, well, it's only $10. I'm going to go, like I'm going to go. But they don't. The best of intentions, man. We all have the best of intentions. It's the Almond Gunner experience. I'm Greg Dorsey. I'm here with the Almond Gunter. We're actually at the Astorio office just wrapping, just having a kind of a chill afternoon, reconnected. Coach, you've already done a bunch of training. You've connected with businesses today. You've been producing content today. Yes. I know you've been putting in a lot of work. The office has been busy. We've had a blast just 
you know, wrapping, having some brainstorming sessions and coming up with some new content for our clients and, and enjoying the process of getting better every day. This week, we have a new word. Yes. Our producer, uh, Dallas Smith, 89, Big D, 89. Oh, yeah. Sent us the word accountable. Accountable. Yeah. Accountable, which is, is, is one of my favorite words, man, uh, being accountable. Um, but I think it's one of those words a lot of people uh, may use, um, but are they really doing what the word really means, right? Uh, because if you're accountable, it also means that you're responsible. You're responsible for your actions. Uh, you're responsible for the choices that you make. Um, and you hold your accountable, you hold yourself accountable first, right? And if I do that, then it's okay if I hold other people accountable. Because it means that I walk the talk. Uh, but also many times, we, we would rather hold somebody accountable for something, but, but we're not doing our part. We're not taking responsibility for our part. Um, and that's the lack of leadership, right? To me, that's the lack of leadership. If I'm supposed to be a leader and I want my people to do some things that I'm not doing, come on now. At the end of the day, I think you must do. And that's why I like the word accountable. Accountable means that you do. Accountable, I also think of math. I think of um, accounting. Mm -hmm. I think of um, how important it is to, to give an account, to, to keep track of uh, yes. income and expenses uh, as a business owner. Um, how does measuring your success, measuring um, your, your time, your energy, your effort, your resources, your output, how does that play into some of the topics we've talked about over the past few weeks? Focus, character, mm -hmm. talk to us. Well, I think the ability to be able to measure what's working and what's not is everything because just by being able to do that, you're able to be efficient. You're able to now say, look, when I do these things, I produce more. Because remember, time is the one thing that you don't get much of, right? You get 24 hours and, and nobody gets more than that. And time is the one thing that you can't throw away. I mean, once you give it up, it's gone. You don't get it back. So unless you're measuring things, unless you are taking things into account, like how long it takes me to do things, you're just wasting time that you're never going to get back. So being accountable with your time and being accountable with understanding what's working and what's not working is everything because that's how real progress is made. Um, that's how real production is made, right? So let's just say you are producing, you know, 10 widgets and I want to produce 20. I better know what my time is. I want to know where are we getting hung up? Where can we be more efficient? And I also want to know how much do those things cost us? How much is it costing us in materials? How much is it costing us in our time to be able to produce that? So being accountable, you know, financially, being accountable spiritually, being accountable, you know, economic, all of those things to me is important. That's why I like that word, you know, being accountable, because you have to take all these different variables into account. But that's the only way you're going to be the best version of yourself. How do you measure success with the Almond Gunner experience? For me, it's, it, it's, it's all in my message, and my message is simple. Am I helping people maximize their potential or not? And it's easy for me to be able to measure that by the, the, the phone calls I receive, 
uh, by the emails that I get, by the text messages I get, uh, by the comments that we get. So I can measure those things. I can measure whether we are really doing what we say we're going to do because people let us know. And fortunately for me, I know what my purpose is. Fortunately for me, you know, it doesn't change. You know, every day I wake up, it's like, what, what am I doing today to help people be the best versions of themselves? And, it, and I'm either doing those things or I'm not. You know, with, there's no gray area in there. And I, and I think that's the other part of, of, of really being accountable. To me, being accountable means it's a yes or no thing. There's no fluff. You know, we, we are either getting things done or we're not getting things done. Um, when I look at, you know, simple things, things that are going on like in the world today, right? And you ask the hard question of, are we making progress? Well, that's a yes or no question to me. Like, you can't dilly-dally around that. And so progress is when I no longer have to have the same conversations about something that I've been having, you know, for the last 300 years. If I'm still having that same conversation because it is not solved, then that's no progress. So for me, it's, it's, it's a yes or no thing. So we talked early beginning of the show here about, uh, you know, a manufacturer mm-hmm. and how a manufacturer will put their name on something yes uh, on the outside of something right yes and uh, and they'll claim that as their own mm-hmm. and you know whether it's apple versus android or um if you're going to compare vehicles compare teams right, right? Mm-hmm. um when you put your name on something are you not saying i will be a held i will be held i will take responsible uh, responsibility for and be held accountable to that product and, and the results of that product? Of course you are. And see, and the thing is, I think that every manufacturer, when they put their name on something, that's their guarantee. That's their namesake, right? So inside of whatever product it is, if you buy, say, an Apple computer, it comes with a manual. And that manual has instructions that you ought to follow to set it up. And then somewhere in there, it probably says, if this thing doesn't work the way we say it should work, you send it back to Apple. And what we're going to do, we're going to replace it. We're going to give you another one. You send it back to Apple. You send it back to Apple. You don't blame the user. No, you don't blame the user. You don't say figure it out yourself. Because that's what the manufacturer says from the moment that they put their name on it. You don't say open it up and try to figure it out yourself. You can't do it. In fact, you you void the warranty. Exactly. Right. And, and, And again, it goes back to every manufacturer, when they put their name on something, a name on their product, and they put that that manual in there that has all these instructions for you to follow, it tells you what to do. And if it doesn't work, hey, you send it back. And the reason that they're going to make it right, it isn't because they love you as a customer. (laughs) The reason that they're going to make it right isn't because they think you're great. The reason they're going to make it right is because it's their namesake. They want their name to mean something. So if it's an Apple computer... Apple wants it to work because if they put out products that aren't working, sooner or later they go out of business. Okay, so connect the dots for me here mm-hmm. because that's a product. It's not a living being. Mm-hmm. Yet we have athletic programs Yep. and institutions Yep. and leagues Yep. that will put their name on something mm-hmm. and then immediately distance themselves from a negative outcome. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, how many universities uh, have graduation rates that I don't care if it's not, I don't care if they have 80% coach. Right. That's not, that's not good enough. Right. So we should be talking about that 20%, but we know that's far from the, the statistic of the, of the larger universities, the ones that are, that are raking in a lot of money for the, from the, the production of their student athletes. Well, and it's funny because, you know, this is, this is a conversation that I love and it's a conversation that we've had over the years it's a conversation that I've had with, with friends and, and, and different people that are in the business, right? So my thing is this. You know, when people talk about student athletes and, and for the people who are non-student athletes or really don't understand what that really means, their, their go-to is always, well, the kid is getting a free education. Well, that's not the truth. <laughs> Because the truth is, if the kid was really getting a free education at the end of their time at the university, they would walk away with a degree. You understand what I'm saying? But we can look at all the major universities across the United States of America who have tons of student athletes, right, who put in tons of work, who makes tons of money for these universities. And you can, you can go look, you can Google their graduation rates right now. And they're 30%. 40%. Most of them are somewhere in the area of about 53%. So how can you really say that you're doing right by the student athlete? See, you're not being accountable. So to me as a coach, if I sat in front of a parent and said, hey, if your son or daughter comes to my university, I'm going to treat them like they're, they're, they're mine. Because that's the, that's the line they give you, right? I'm going to treat them like they're mine. And, uh, and I'm going to make sure that they're taken care of. Well, part of that taken care of, in my opinion, is that the kid graduates, is that the kid goes to class, that the kid makes the grades. And so there's a lot of people that would say, well, but it's the kid's responsibility to do that. The coach can't make them do that. Well, I beg to differ. If you're really coaching and if you're really developing people, you should be developing people all the way around. It's not just about being on the football field. So you can't tell me that I got to be at practice at 6 in the morning and then, you know, I have breakfast, and then, and then I'm supposed to go to class, but then i got to come back and go to practice. So I'm not really done with practice at 6 or 7 at night, which means I still have to study. And then you'll hear people go, well, but you have mandatory study halls. Yeah, but you guys really don't know how this game is really played. It's really about them winning games. So all of that stuff is fluff. All of that stuff is things they say. So that's why I encourage my student athletes, you gotta, you got to take responsibility for your own life you got to be accountable for what you really want. And if what you really want doesn't jive with the university, if it doesn't jive with the coaches, that then you're probably going to have to transfer because your education is up to you. It's your responsibility. You need to do it. But as leaders, I think we have an obligation. I think we owe it to parents especially if we sit before them and say that we're going to develop their kid, that shouldn't be just athletically. That should be all the way around. And that's the hard things, you know, those are the hard questions and and stuff that people don't like to ask. See, we don't like to, to dabble in these types of discussions, but that's why we're here. That's why we're having them, right? Because here's what I know. 
I know if I'm a student athlete and I've always been told that I'm great and that the next level for me is the NFL or the NBA or professional track or professional soccer, whatever it is. And then I also know that if I've been kind of pushed along and led in the direction that it's all about this sport and make it into the sport. And let's be realistic, man. The percentage of the person who goes to the next level who really makes the money is very small. Now, I also know that if I get injured and I no longer have that scholarship, I'm going to come back home. And then what? And then what? If I haven't put in the work toward my education or or come back with a degree, where am I going to work? If I've been my whole life thinking that I'm going to be the next best thing on an athletic field and that part doesn't work out, what am I left with? You can pick up the newspaper and see, you know, athlete after athlete after athlete who was a great athlete. Something happened. They didn't get, they didn't finish. They had nothing but athletics. And then it ends up in a bad situation. I just think as coaches and administrators and developers and teachers, we should be developing student athletes to be the best version. We should be developing everyone to do that. Everyone. But I think if you sit down and you, and you look a parent in the eye and you tell them you're going to treat their kid like your, your own, I, I think you should mean those words. But I know that when I look at graduation rates today, all I can say is there's a lot of coaches, if that's their version and that's their idea of treating a kid like it's their own, wow, wow. Their words and actions don't match up. They just don't match up. We're failing. And then that extends beyond higher education into real life, the game of life. Totally. Totally. Because, again, we're, we're, we're sending people back into the world with less than. What's, what's the skill set? Not, not, not less than specific to financially. No. Not less than specific to external things. Less than in terms of life skills. Yes. Information. Yes. Access. Yes. Communication. Yes. That's no way to help someone maximize their potential. Again, as mentors and coaches and parents and leaders, what we should constantly be striving to do is, are we giving our kids the basic information, <laughs> the basic information to really pursue and obtain their goals? Are we doing that? And that's a yes or no question. That, that's, you, you can't go, well, well, sometimes, well, I think we're doing a pretty good job. So do you want a pilot that does a pretty good job of flying? I mean, it makes no sense. Just like I think there's some jobs, that, right? Right? We want people to be 100% on. Like I want my pilot to be 100% on. I want my doctor to be 100% on, right? So, I mean, come on. You, 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 we can't be settling for, well, I mean, we graduate 40% of them. But that means 60% of them, what are they going to do? Again, let's say we're in the 70s. I mean, I don't, I, 
we let's still say we're failing. The, we're going to claim that we're one of the best schools, but no. we're but we're in the seventies. No. Now, when I was growing up, if I came home with a with a C, yes, Mama would not show it to Papa. Okay, right. so right, <laughs> Mama Mama would cover it up. Right, and I'd slip by. That probably was a little bit different in your household. Way different. <laughs> Way different. Because, you know, the reality is, and my, and my stance have always been, you know, even with my three kids, hey, at the end of the day, if you're giving 100% effort and your attitude's good and your behavior's good and at the end of the day you're working hard but all you can bring home is a C, I'll, I'll, I'll buy that all day. But, but if you haven't been doing those things, don't, don't try to slip that in on me, right? And, again, it goes for we can settle for being satisfactory or, you know, and being mediocre, or we can strive to be excellent. And well, I think a lot of people put hope in the system. Well, that's their first mistake. You are the system. Like, I keep going back to <laughs> how much longer do we have to continue to wait for the wrong people to do the right thing? This isn't a new problem. If you look at these numbers, these, these numbers didn't just happen this year. These numbers have been happening for years. Yeah, but they're getting for better. For decades. Getting better and still failing, right? Better. So, so we're failing better now is what you're saying. That doesn't cut it. And like I said, I think at some point we all just have to make a decision. You know, do we want to be excellent or not? I mean, are we really walking the talk? You know, today on Twitter, I think my 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 quote was, um, it was a pretty interesting quote because it, it was it was about if people are looking at you, right? What are are they seeing? What you say you're doing, right? Yeah, are they are they doing what you say? Or are they That's doing right. what you do? Exactly. Right? You want them, you want them to follow exactly. what you do, right? Right. Yeah. So again, that's accountability. At some point, you're either doing or you're not. Yeah. And you have to take accountability for, you know, what you're putting out there. I mean, so think of it this way. Because again, it goes back to schools and universities and companies and and even families, right? We all have mission statements. You know, uh, I've shown you the gunner mission statement, you know, for my family and uh but most most you know, universities and schools and, and, and jobs, uh, you know, corporations, they have, they have mission statements. So what, what if you just asked a simple question of, are we living out our mission statement or not? So, so read the mission statement out loud, right? And then ask yourself the simple question. Are we living out the mission statement or not? See, now that's a yes or no question. I promise what you're going to get is a lot of people who they won't go yes or no. They're going to go somewhere in between. Well, you know, we're kind of, but, but if you're not striving for the answer to be yes, then I encourage you to please change your mission statement. So if you are a university and your mission statement is to educate students to the fullest of their ability for them to be able to go out and conquer their careers and live out their dreams, and if you are not doing that, and I'm sorry to tell you, but if, you know, your student athletes are graduating at a rate of 40% or 50%, you're failing. It is not happening. 
And if you're not going to choose to do something about that, then change your mission statement. That's all I'm saying. Well, if, if you're a student athlete or if you're um, looking to, to work for an organization, it's kind of a, an easy way, a simple way to find out what the leadership of that organization is playing for and then ask them. Yes. And then just say, this is what your mission statement says. Right. Are you willing to be held accountable to that if I come to join your organization? I think it's a fair question. I think, again, it goes back to, you know, being accountable for your life, being an advocate for your life. And I think we all should be willing to do that. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having expectations. See, I call that expectations. There's nothing wrong with having expectations of excellence. If that's who you are as a person and you know what you're willing to bring to the party, what is wrong with that? What is wrong with, with, with saying and putting that out on the table? It would be no different if, if, if an organization, you know, when they bring me in to speak, right? Uh, and you know this because you, you've seen me do this and you, and you, and you heard it firsthand when, when people call me in. I always ask them, you know, okay, so what is the event? How many people? And what do you want the outcome to be? What, what, what it is are you trying to get to? See, because that's that expectation, right? And so when I show up and I do what I do, either I met that expectation or not. And for me, you know, it's always about over-delivering. It's about exceeding that expectation. I'm not going in and trying to, like, not hit the mark, I'm going in to go, no, I, I want to not only hit it, but I want to exceed what their expectations were. And I think that's fair. I think it's fair if someone's going to seek me out, pay me for my services. They have expectations of me and my ability and the services that I'm going to bring. And I go in and do it. Because if I'm not going to do that, then why pay me? Why pay me? So I think it's, it's very fair to hold people accountable for what they say they can do. And we should be doing that. Yeah, I think, I think that puts the responsibility back on every individual. Mm -hmm. and, and it goes back to what we talk about, talked about last week. When you know your value, or what we talk about every week, when you know your value and you've, and you've set a high standard and you've identified the mark that you're trying to reach, it, it almost simplifies it in that sense too. You can walk into a room. I know this about you personally. You can literally walk into a room and within seconds you can know if this is mm -hmm. a team you can play with or not. Right. Right. Because number one, again, I, I always know my purpose, right? I know what my expectations are. Uh, I also know what I'm going to bring. And so just those things allow me to know what I'm willing to give up. It allows me, you know, I know the choices that I should make versus not make in order to be able to hit the mark. Again, that's what's so great about knowing your purpose and really being able to, to fight for what you want, to be an advocate for your life, because it really, it really simplifies a lot of your choices. It really does. It, it really limits a lot of your choices. 
That's what real success does. That's what real focus does. Real accountability, real dedication, real sacrifice. It really limits your choices because you know what will work, but you also know what, what, what won't work. And I think that's what we have to be willing to do. You know, you've heard me say about when I'm working with student athletes and, and um, my thing is this, I know what I bring to the table. And if that student athlete brings what they need to bring to the table, then I know where they can get to. I mean, it, it, it's, it's pretty simple. So again, if I'm a university and if my intent is to really have all of my students come out and be the best versions of themselves and develop, then, then, I, then I should know as a university what my, my, my faculty brings, what my administrator brings. Like I know how we, I know what our people skills are. I know what we're going to pour into them. So if the kid comes with an open mind and some real work ethic with a good attitude, I know that when they leave, they're going to be okay. But if you don't know your part, if you, if you don't know that you're really going to put it in, that you're really going to develop, that you're really about mentoring, oh, come on. Come on. You end up with a 40% graduation rate, a 50% graduation rate, and then you tell yourself it's not your fault. It's like somehow what? The university don't know that these student athletes, this is what the graduation rate is? You think they don't know that? You think the coaches don't know that? I, I know they do. Just like we look them up, they can look them up. So you don't think there should be some conversations in, in, the, in the coaching, in the staff room saying, hey, look, we got to make sure our kids are, 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 are making the grades, that they're getting it done, not only on the field, but off the field, on the court, off the court, off the diamond. On, I mean, come on. These coaches talk. I mean, you know, right? goes back to simply being accountable. That's all. That's where we need to get to. As, as business owners, um, entrepreneurs, and uh, people networking with other business owners, um, that the, again, that this translates so well and it's so appropriate for us to understand that, okay, so a team member joins up, you, you, you sign on a new team member, there needs to be a sense of, okay, here's what we're playing for, here's the expectation, and here is the information you need in order to be successful. And, okay, as the business owner, I'm going to put my name on you, and I'm going to be invested in your development. I'm going to take ownership and responsibility for your development and be held accountable for your growth and development. You know, uh, the Omen Gunner experience we've got now uh, what three uh, t-shirt designs yes we've got the books we've got the information yes um, and and the podcast right is, right. is a source of information mm -hmm. that we're just going to share unabashedly as often as possible right and continue to do um, but there's there's a sense of ownership right when we put the Astorio name on something or we put the running man on there <laughs> yes it means something no doubt about it. I mean, and that's why, you know, even on our podcast, you hear us when we get to the end, we welcome people to engage with us. We welcome people to give us feedback because, again, our name's on it. You know, this is a show for people to grow. And if we're not doing that, I want to know about it. 
And then I also want to figure out how, how can we make sure we're hitting what our show says it needs to do, right? It's no different than all the guys that work for Astorio as well as the Almond Gunner Experience, right? As owners, are we developing them? Are we giving them the information they need to be successful? Are we empowering them? I mean, you know, that's my big thing, right? It's like I, I allow one of the reasons that Astorio, you know, does what they do, like they're my video guys, is because that's what you guys are best at. I'm not best at that. So I trust you, and I empower you to be able to do what it is you do, but I constantly say, what do you need from me? What do you need from me in order for you guys to be able to put me out there, do the things that you need to do? Um, I think as leaders, that's what it's all about. And it goes one of two ways. You're either doing that or you're not. Bottom line. So across sectors, let's look at um, let's look at what is hot right now, trending topics. Okay, mm-hmm. defunding the police. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so right now it seems like you've got to pick a team. Mm-hmm. If you and if you if you come out and you pick a team, then then you're going to get labeled. You're going to get a sticker thrown on your shirt, and, right? And you're going to carry that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, what's interesting to find is that you don't actually hear so much of the internal team members. You don't hear a lot of, of, as again, if we compare this to college football, you know, do a lot of the college athletes have a voice, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and I look at it as, okay, I'm going to join a team or I'm going to have a team. I'm going to build a team. I, I want the best players. Exactly. I want the best players. Exactly. And, and, and the output is going to be a direct result of, the team that I build and and what I built into them, the information that they have and how things have been communicated. So why is that any different in politics or in big business or in law enforcement? But the truth of the matter is it isn't any different. It's just that they choose to approach it differently, right? I always say that you can learn a lot from sports, you know, but most people, you know, they're just like watching the score and not what's really happening between sports teams, right? So something as simple as when you hear people talk about defunding the police and, and you know, we don't need this. Well, again, the person who signs up to be the police, your name's on that. And I would think that if you're a policeman, you know what's right and you know what's wrong. So now you're either doing that or you're not. Well, you got, you got your personal name. Yeah. You got the state symbol. Yes, Right. Oftentimes you'll have the United the States flag. Yes. You'll have. A, yes. A, and then you also represent a department. There's there's a, 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 a variation. There's a there's a few tiers of ownership. So you're again, accountable to. So, again, it's like any sports team. Right. If if there's people on your team that's not executing, that's not doing things properly. If you're on a sports team, guess what? They get replaced. Someone gets your spot. So, again, it just simply goes back to personal accountability. You know, half of my family is in law enforcement. So at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's to me, they are the police, right? Their name makes, you know, their name. They chose this profession. So whether they're working for the city of Dallas or whether they were working for the city of Baldwin, right? To me, they are the police. So they're doing one of two things. 
they either serving and protecting everyone or not. They're either treating everyone right or they're not. And I don't understand why that's so hard. Like, why is that so hard to be accountable to do what you signed up to do, by the way? And that's whether you're talking about being a policeman, a doctor, a teacher, a parent, or whatever. Like, why is that so hard? No one forced you to take that job. You can't get the job and then now say, well, wait a minute, I don't kind of agree with the mission statement and all that, so I'm just going to do it my way. And then when you caught your way is wrong, now you got a problem with it? Again, that's fuzzy math, man. We, we can't keep settling for mediocrity. That's not what this is about. It's about living out your truth and being the best version of yourself, regardless of what you choose to do. And when you don't do that, man, don't point fingers. Don't blame someone else. As my grandfather would say, stop getting mad about the results you're getting from the work you're not doing. So if you're a politician and you're mad now, well, hello, what work have you been doing? Who have you really been serving? Yourself? Or the people you signed up to really serve? I mean, again... For me, things are just not hard. In my head, man, I just, I'm like, I, I don't quite get it. I don't quite get it. There's enough for everyone. Everyone has a part to play. So I think back to Operation Love Letter, uh, being willing to, to take a look in the mirror and um, and write a love letter to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um Something that uh, that we have to continue to do, not just once, but continue to do. It's an evolution. Um, and then going back to manufacturing, right? Mm-hmm. It's um, it reminds me of Dr. Miles, where he talks about how God said, "I'm going to make man in my image." So I'm I'm going to basically put my name on this product, no doubt. And I'm going to place an expectation mm-hmm. on the output or the 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 fruit of this product. Um, and uh, I just wonder how, how all this relates to, to faith and religious institutions and, and just individual belief, right? Yeah, again, you know, it's kind of one of those things, right? When you, when you sit and you go, if God, you know, created man in his image, right, and gave him rule and dominion over everything that he sees, I don't think that God chose a certain color, man. I mean, I don't read that in the book anywhere. It just said, man. So if your faith is one that you think that color had something to do with it, you might want to check that to begin with. Um, The other thing is, I always say God's word ain't no hustle. See, you can't pick and choose when you decide to be Christian. And you can't pick and choose what you decide to be Christian about. His word's no hustle. So if he put his name on man, he is the manufacturer. And so what does every manufacturer want? They want their product to work right. He even gave us a book with all of the information to tell you what to do. And if the product is malfunctioning, he even tells you how to fix the product. Come back to him, right? Again, his words, no hustle. So if you say that you're Christian and 
and you walking with with God, I just don't know how you mistreat other people. I, I, I mean, maybe I'm missing something. But in the end, I know his word is no hustle. Every week we honor a student-athlete, and um, this week we have a new student-athlete, the Super Freak super freak of the Week. You know, Super Freak of the Week, we're going to go with, uh, you know, I call him, I call him Z-Man, oh, Zach Chappell. Zach Chappell, a baseball player, UNF, uh, had Zach for a long time, I mean, I think eighth grade, ninth grade, uh, has really grown a lot just, just watching him mature. Um, he's been at beach camp, you know, th this summer putting it in, but, uh, he also has two sisters that are, that are pretty athletic, but just watching Zach now turn into a leader and he's really encouraging and inspiring them to do great things, uh, to really work hard. So just watching him grow. Uh, and, and for those of you who are listening to me, who actually know Zach Chapel, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Just to watch him go from where he was to where he is now but it goes back to what I said about leadership and development and Zach really showed up and started taking the information uh, and really wanting to make himself better uh, having the right attitude giving the effort and and so now here we are he's the super freak of the week uh, doing great things you know playing baseball at UNF um, so I'm really proud of him I think the best is yet to come for him and and uh, you know and, and what's even funnier is, you know, him being the super freak of the week, all of his friends are still going to, they're still going to bust his butt, you know, because Zach's one of those kids that that's what you do. You know, you, you just bust his butt. But he has a great attitude about it, and um, I'm really excited, and he deserves it. Zach Chapel. Zach Chapel, Z-Man, putting Z it down. Z-Man. Yeah. G-Man on the Z-Man. All day. Where, where do you see him uh – what do you see for his future? You know, it's funny, man. He throws the ball really hard. I think the sky's the limit. Who knows? You know, maybe he's a guy that, that, that gets that call to the MLB. Um, but I do know that whatever Zach chooses to do, he's going to be successful. You know, he, he's getting in his education. Uh, he's going to walk away with a degree. And uh, I, I think he'll use all of the skills that he's, he's, he's learned from playing sports. Uh, he'll use all of the things he learned about working hard. And, uh, and, and being the underdog and having to fight back and cope with some things and injuries and deal with that, I think he'll take all of that into the real world and, uh, and he'll make a run. He'll make a nice run. That's outstanding. I love it, Coach, because I really think uh, a lot of people, they get in a rut and they just get stuck. Yes. And, um, and having a visionary like you in his life and having um, you know, the ability for himself to be able to look down the road and put in the work and then and then be able to cope with and and handle whatever comes his way um that really seems like a, an amazing rep recipe to to uh to have success well it is you know and again it's one of those things where i say i think we have to be able to celebrate little wins so what i try to do in, in each student athlete or each each corporation that i work with is show them the little wins that they've already had and, and, and that, to me, that's how you cope, right? That's how you get beyond those, those ad adversity and, and obstacles that come your way uh, is that you, you can look back and say, yeah, I had some wins and I've overcome some stuff and I'll overcome this too. Um, so that's why I think that little wins are so important and being able to recognize them and celebrate them is, is even bigger. Um, so, um, you know, we, we just got to keep encouraging people and letting them know that you're winning, 
you're winning. You just, you just got to outlast it. That sounds like gratefulness and obedience. All day, man. I told you those are, those are my two words. Uh, I, I, every day, you know, I, I wake up and I just want to be grateful and be obedient to, to what's coming my way. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, appropriating the gratefulness and obedience um, every day and it really is a very straightforward way to just kind of do a quick assessment yeah and yeah. say not just what have I done but what am I going to do exactly exactly you know what's the future you know you know and what can I do today to get me closer to where I say I want to be in the future you know and, and just being grateful to me is all about Man, there's so many people that have done a lot more with a lot less than me. So I ought to be grateful for what I have and, and try to use those tools you know, to, to, for the betterment of mankind. And the way that I interpret obedience, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to talk around it because it's a pretty straightforward word. Um, but as a four-letter word, obey, not many people respond very well <laughs> to that. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's the problem, right? I think sometimes you're getting information that you should just simply obey and you don't want to. You want to rebel. You know, you, 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 want to, you want to do the opposite of that. And you end up getting yourself in places that you don't want to be. You know, I think if you're obeying and it's the right thing to do because it's the right information, that's a good thing. And learning how to be obedient to me is, is, uh, is love. You know, if you can be obedient, man, that's love. Because sometimes you have to do that. So it almost sounds like obedience, obey, is, is synonymous with another four-letter word, love. And, um, and maybe it goes back to purpose. Yeah. You know, if you mentioned the, the manufacturer. He has a purpose, you know, a purpose. We were created for a purpose. And, and you know, as a formula, maybe, you know, obedience to your purpose is a way to, to create love, to, you know, to transmit love, to receive love. I mean, those, because, those because nine times out of 10, man, whatever your purpose is, is going to end up serving people. And I think that's, that's love. I mean, when you are a person of service, that's love. I mean, there's, there's no higher price that you can play paid and to, to be willing to serve others. Um, so that's what, that's how I look at obedience, man. It's like, I just want to be obedient, stay in my lane, do what I'm supposed to do. And somewhere in there, I think in the end, it's going to be really helping people. So, Coach, what's our challenge this week? Hey, our challenge this week is, uh, again, pretty simple challenge, is um, really ask yourself the question, are you being accountable? Are you really being accountable to yourself? And that should be a simple yes or no. I mean, you know, and, and if you're not being accountable, why? And if you are, why do you, why do you think you are being accountable? Because if you're not accountable to you, you're not going to be accountable to anyone else. And so, you know, most of the time on this show, um, I'm constantly just talking about make yourself better. Like you got to look at you first, you know, get you right first so you can help other people get right. But you can't help people get right if you're not. So this week's challenge is, you, you know, you got seven days to really look at yourself. Are you being accountable to yourself, accountable to your dreams, accountable to your purpose, accountable to your family, to your friends, to your coworkers? I mean, are you being accountable? 
So simply what I'm asking you, are you doing what you say you can do? It's an amazing way to, to channel your energy. Yes. Yes. And, and, and it's an efficient way. And so if you're not, you know, really doing those things and, and, and being accountable to yourself, I mean, really, how are you going to move, move this thing along? So uh, really look at that this week and, and uh, hold yourself accountable. It's liberating. Today's the day. Today's the day, man. You know, we, we have right now to be what it is we say we can be. You have right now. So I say go for it. You know, as always, hey, we're glad that you tuned in, listened to us. Uh, please visit our websites, almondgunnerexperience.com, astorio.com. Uh, we now have more products up, you know, more shirts. Be a part of the revolution because it's real and it's not going anywhere. Um, and as always, remember, every day is game day. We'll catch you next week.